Hello everyone, welcome to part two of Bray Hunziker. Cool, we, um, we spoke to Bray ages ago. If you watched the last week's one, then this is the rest of the conversation. We spoke to him for like over two hours, but I can try and kind of chopped it down to, this is the second part. So if you haven't listened to the first one, go and listen to the first one and then come back. And then listen to the rest of this. We talked about why you. Everything. We talked about why you shouldn't take a camera everywhere with you. Uh, music that Bray likes. How, uh, how to pick music for your YouTube videos. Yeah, um, we, we did a little deep dive into like his videography as well as his photography skills. You know about himself and his kind of missions that he sets for himself to go on these photo trips and, and document it. Mm. And then we do our classic quick fire questions for him. Yeah, it's the last time you're going to hear any of them. Yeah. If uh, you haven't heard them yet, go back and watch all the other episodes or listen to all the other episodes. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, without sounding too cringy, it was a huge honour to speak to someone like Bray because he's someone we've known for a long time. Um, he's hugely influential and his work is great. So again, it's a little bit starstruck star that he is an ambassador for Front. He'll be on Front when we launch. Um, and yeah, he, he's awesome. You, you know, you've definitely heard of him if, you, if you've heard of us. So um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you, if you don't know Bray and you know us, then yeah, you're living under a rock. But um, yeah, enjoy part two. I'm just looking at my closet right now and I see like all these shirts that I just you know haven't worn in like <laughs> a month and I'm like oh get it out so that's kind of how it was with the film cameras like just wasn't using the Pentax as much anymore um and uh and yeah you know I like I like just clean slates I like resetting and just uh, start from scratch so but it's, yeah it's a good mentality to have as well because you can let go like my missus is terrible for it, right? So, and, and I am a little bit sometimes mm. I'll hold on to something because I'm like, no, that's that's worth 50 quid or, you know, it's worth yeah. it. But then it just, it just sits there and I have no motivation to put it on eBay. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, let it go. Yeah. So, yeah, it felt good. It feels good to throw it out. Don't worry about it. It's it not worth it. It's not, yeah. it's not worth me wanting to keep it. Yeah, I'm not gonna worry about a couple of quid, you know, yep. dollars, whatever. Sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. When I bought that little, uh, this like Canon rangefinder I've got, that was like, I'm gonna buy that and I'm gonna get rid of every other camera. Mm -hmm. And they're all just still there. I've just now got one extra <laughs> camera. Because <laughs> like, every time I go to do it, I'm like, oh, well, that one, it's got that nice little double exposure slide. And that one, I took a really nice picture on it. And that was the first camera I ever bought. And yeah. uh, that's worth, yeah, 40 quid or something. So, yeah. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's really, or well, one of them I've got, I'm like, it's worth nothing. So I couldn't sell it. So what, so it would just be throwing it away. So I'm right. like, I'll just leave it on my shelf. And yeah, then, like I, yeah, I have this, 
freaking camera like that I just impulsively bought on eBay. This Nikon Zoom Touch 400 point and shoot things like so terrible, but uh, yeah, you know, I bought it for like twenty five dollars. So like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Sell it for sell it for twenty five, pay eight bucks to ship yeah. it. It's like not even worth it at that point. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, you know. Like I don't know what to do with this thing now. But I was, was going to ask you about this. So obviously, from your videos, we see you know you're going out specifically to shoot, and then I know some of the older videos you posted of you with your friends going out or whatever you're doing, snowboarding, out on boats, whatever it might be. But do you have? Do you, are you one of those people that maybe you was and maybe you're not now? I don't know. But are you the sort of person that still carries around like? A point and shoot or a digital camera whatever it might be on on a daily basis or do you kind of leave photography like you can put the camera down and then specifically go out as and when you want it yeah i I put it down um and i i make it pretty like clear when i'm like i'm going out to take pictures or i'm just going out to live life but i think that's in part because i haven't really found a great point shoot yet um I'm never going to bring a camera everywhere I go. Like last night I went to my buddy's house to watch the UFC fights. And, um, you know, it's just, I'm not going to be bringing cameras to like stuff like that. It's like, I'm just there to hang out with my friends and it's, I don't even think it's healthy to be, to have a camera on you at like every second of the day, wherever you go. Um, if I go into the city for a day, you know, then yeah, that's a perfect opportunity to like bring my point shoot along and, capture what i see but um it's important to separate that stuff especially when you're talking about close friends family members relationships and stuff like that to constantly have photography on your mind can be distracting and i think it can can kind of yeah it can track you from what you're doing yeah 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 it can be kind of toxic too it's just like you can't if you can't focus solely on something else um but uh, but it's a hard thing because I you know I love taking a camera with me wherever I go and I lo- I just yeah I love documenting life and stuff. But um, well, I, I, went, I, I went out today, so I went on a bike ride with my mum today. Mm-hmm. and I took my camera because I'm like I should take my camera like just a little point and shoot. But I I took one photo, so I, would, I even if I didn't take a photo, it wouldn't bother me to carry it. It's yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, did I take that photo? Because in my head, I was like, well, I want to capture this moment. Mm-hmm. Or did I take the photo because I felt like I should take a photo when my camera was there? Yeah. I, and I did. I'll be honest. I, I quickly pedaled off in front of her, turned the bike around, got off the yeah. bike, and then I took a photo of my mum as she was coming towards me. Yeah. But I didn't need to do that. I would have still had a nice time. I still would have remembered the day that we'd had. Mm-hmm. But I took a photo because I had a camera when really I should go, that would be a good photo. Oh, I've yeah. got it. But I don't know, it's finding that balance, isn't it? That's a great, great point. And yeah, it is totally about finding that balance. And yeah. I'm, oh God, I'm so, yeah, I'm guilty of that all the time. It's like, oh, I have a camera with me. So I feel obligated to take a picture rather than, oh, I'm experiencing this moment. Thankfully, I have a camera on me to capture it, you know? it's uh it's a tough thing to try to balance especially when you're just super interested in photography um it also might be one of those things that maybe is best to not overanalyze and you know um that because i i'm an overthinker 
in general. So yeah, trying to think, think things through a little bit on a little bit more simple terms is always, always good for me, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be bringing like a medium format camera around with me every time I get in the car. And, um, but I think, yeah, like when you can find something that works for you, that's super unobtrusive and, um, you almost forget your, like, you want something that you forget you have until you need it, you know, like a point. That's why point shoots, I think are great because, you can really kind of forget about them. They're in your pocket, but then you're experiencing life and you see something that you want to take a picture of. Oh, thank God I have my, I have my camera with me and I can snap that really quick. You know, like that, I think that's the, the period or the, the healthiest uh, relationship with photographing, like your daily life. You know, if you're going to photograph something um, every day or bring a camera with you every day, you want something that's that you forget you have until that moment comes where you, you realize you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, i wanted to ask you bray about yeah how you choose music in your videos okay the only reason i say this i was telling luke just before you joined me and my missus have a song that we really like like Uh we've listened to in the last year or so and i realized the other day that it was actually from one of your videos that i watched really the song (laughs) i discovered this band but i only really know the one song but I don't know if you remember, it's a band called Giants and Pilgrims. Oh, yep. Yeah, and the song is like Ships Passing or some, something like Dude, that. that's so funny because my girlfriend is obsessed with that song too after that video. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She's so, like, dude, I love that Ships Passing. Yeah, and I, I, <laughs> I heard it from your video and, and, yeah. and I showed my missus at the time and she was like, yeah, this is really good. And then yeah. to the point where we kind of know the words, we can sing mm-hmm. along. And then I said to her the other day, I was like, oh, shit. I remember this song came from one of Bray's videos and I shazammed it. Yeah. But yeah, so it was, nice. yeah, it's well, yeah. Well, yeah it's, it's pretty rad to think that it came from a, a video like that. that. Yeah, I know. Mu- yeah, music's such a big part in in my videos. Um, music's never something that I want to just find something that can, you know, take up space in the background. Like, yeah. My view on music and videos is that it should always, like, it's a, it's such a huge part of the experience. I don't think everybody realizes that, how much a song can play a role in the way that you feel during a video. So I'm not going to go as far to say that every single song I pick is specifically intentional to make somebody feel a certain way, at, you know, or f- bring out a certain sense of emotion um, on a deep level in each video but i never really just hop on a copyright free site and just find some nice background beat that i think fits and throw that in there i i take a lot of time and it's actually something that i don't always look forward to because i know it's going to take a lot of time to find the right song um so i i'll you know i hop on to uh, i use artlist and they have a really good library of copyright free music and i'll hop on artlist and and just scroll like for 30 minutes, 45 minutes to find. And I, and I, I have, and this is after I've put all the footage into the timeline. So I know the general sense of the direction that I want the video to go and the general feeling of the video. And so I'll just go through and I'll just click on something and I'll scrub through it briefly. And if there's tones and pitches and lyrics and character in the song that I feel like strikes a certain chord with me, and that matches the vibe of the video 
I'll go ahead and download it and I'll get a big folder of just these songs and I'll just kind of go through and I just I'm thinking about the way that it's going to play out in the video, thinking about the way that the audience is going to react to the song and how it can aid in the overall story um, and emotion. So it is intentional with the way that I want emotion to be conveyed through the songs that I pick, but it's not always on a super, super deep level. You know, it's just uh, one of the things that I've always felt really comfortable with and, and something that I feel like I've got a, decent skill set at is is matching music to visuals i all whenever i listen to music i'm always thinking about a video that can coincide with it and whenever i see uh you know a video or or get footage i'm always kind of thinking about what music would flow nicely with it so um that's something that i've always been comfortable with and in all of my videos i always try to make sure that the music is a very very strong pillar in the overall experience um but it's a it's a time-staking process. Do you ever do it the other way around, where you hear a song and you're like, "I I should definitely make a video to this." Because- oh, that's that's most of the the time. Yeah. Um, most of the time, that's what I think. I don't usually end up making a video on those for those songs, um, just because it's super easy to hear a song and then think of a video that should go along with it, and then it's a lot harder to actually go out and do it. <laughs> Because a lot of the ideas that I have for these songs are way far-fetched and would requ- require budgets that I just, you know, don't have and like a crew and team of people. Because I get so, my mind just runs so fast. And I, I hear a song and I go, oh man, this would be sick. And then I have to take a step back and remember, oh, well, that would require like a Hollywood set and everything, a massive budget to bring that idea to life. So, um, but there are definitely a few songs that, um you know, I, I've heard that, and I, that I do have plans to make a video for, um, in the future film photography related. And it's always fun to let your imagination r- run wild with that, with the music side of things. Cause yeah, the, I mean, I cannot stress how important all the audio aspects of a video are to the overall story, not just the music, but like sound effects and the ambiance and everything in the in the audio spectrum is massively important like on your um on your phone they make little like videos for you just like kind of automatically does them out of the photos that you've got on your phone mm-hmm. sometimes i watch them and you're like oh man you're so sad they're watching all these yeah. pictures and then you're like oh it's because the phone pre-selected sad music yeah and you can literally switch it to upbeat i know oh man look at these wicked pictures it's so funny how that works yeah yeah, and, it's yeah it's just... like, when it's pictures of people it will be like sad or mm-hmm. um or whatever and if it's yeah when it's other stuff it's kind of picks different ones it's kind of weird and i kind of hated it at first but now every time it says oh we created a new video for you from your last three months of photos my yeah i know who's your favorite all-time photographer so this is i get asked this and i'll i'll touch on it briefly i it might be bad to say but i don't look at a lot of other photographers work in that way um so yeah it's always it's always weird for me to like admit this but i don't 
I don't have like photography idols. I don't have people that I'm drastically inspired by from a photographical standpoint. And I think that's just because my approach with photography isn't as much about the actual picture itself. It's very much about the experience that I have while taking pictures. So for me, I, I, I live my life and I have the interests that I have and I'm lucky enough to be able to bring a camera along with me and have those experiences. Um, but it's never so much about, um, the actual final picture that I get. And I kind of talked about this earlier. So when I think about photographers and, and great photographers and people that were known for their amazing images that, you know, I, I always, I guess maybe it's my own naiveness, but I have a preconceived notion that it's, it's, uh, because their, their actual images themselves were, were something noteworthy. And so I don't have like idols in that sense. Um, but people that, or one person that I've really admired from a photographical standpoint is, uh, Lindsay Adario. Um, she's a documentary photographer and I think documentary photographers are people like, I, maybe I'll answer that question kind of in a general, uh, general pool of documentary photographers. I think they, um, because they share that aspect with me where it's more about the experience around the picture and the the overarching story around that final image because um, <clears throat> they want they want to bring shed a light on something they want to tell a story to people that are unfamiliar and so yeah I, I don't know it, it's that's a really weird question for me because I have like filmmaking idols you know like I, I have certain filmmakers that I just really look up to but I've never felt that way about photographers and I hope that doesn't come across as as a uh, <laughs> negatively or anything but um yeah it's a it's a weird weird one for me because I just I've never I've never come across a photographer that and it's partially because I don't look for a lot of photography you know I don't like yeah I don't research a lot of photographers and I don't um I don't look at a lot of other photographers work yeah as, as painfully as it is to admit that so it's a cool way to look at it really like my first thing whenever I get into anything new is like beyond the internet is just buying a load of books about it or looking through random books on Amazon or whatever and then buying some stuff and you know I think I did that with photography and bought a William Klein book and loved mm -hmm. it and was like cool you can just go and take photos in the street brilliant that's what I'm going to do um, yeah but, and I think, I, I guess I do that for everything in terms, you know, like music, photography, anything else I'm into. Um, it's not necessarily about like emulating those people, mm -hmm. but it's definitely like, I love what they do and I kind of want to do something because I've been inspired by it. But yeah. That just um, more around the process of taking the photograph rather than, uh, rather than anything else it's really yeah it's great yeah. I, I, yeah. I respect that answer and I can relate to it somewhat just because I think yeah you you like your photography because it, you remember the day you went out and shot it and, mm -hmm. of it. and then I think of some of 
my favourite photos that I've taken exactly the same. That yeah. I look at the photo, jump into it, and remember what I was like being there. And I haven't necessarily gone out just to shoot because I'm, you know, you know I'm, I'm sure as photographers we all can admit that we get the itch just to. Yeah. Photos, but the mm-hmm. one the most tend to be, regardless if people are in it or people aren't in it, it's landscape, street photography, whatever it might be. Yeah, that stand out as my favourites are the ones that I've enjoyed taking, and that's yeah. not related to anything that I've happened to be into or researching. Yeah, yeah, I don't because I the last thing I want is for people to think that I answer that question because I think that I'm better than other people or or you know I I that's I'm trying to make sure that people know that that is uh that I I know that I am nobody in the world of photography. Like I want to make that very clear. Like I it's not because I think I'm better than anybody else or anything like that. It's like photography is just such a personal thing to me that it's, it's just something that I want to explore on my own. And whenever I've gotten into a new hobby in the past, the first thing that I do is always go on YouTube and look at videos of people that are doing that. And then I find myself subconsciously copying them as I go throughout my own journey um, I did that a little bit when I started film photography. Uh, I really, my first few videos kind of emulated Willem's format, um, because uh, he was the guy that I was watching. And then it took us me to, I had to take a step back and realize, Hey, for once in your life, this is a, this is a huge hobby of yours, a huge interest. Just try to explore it on your own, yeah, you yeah. know, try to, to not have too many people that uh, whose work you're constantly looking at and admiring because let's see where this journey goes with just your own mind leading the way. Um, So hopefully that clarifies it a little bit more, but um, I think we'll just cut that last bit out. So everyone just thinks you really are. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. No, but I know know Um, you know, because like, yeah, yeah? he's done his own thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I I, want to take the time to, yeah, yeah. I want to find, I want to find what my own thing is. Um, And then once I feel like I do, once I feel like I've found that, then I think is when I'll, you know, be able to take the time to look at what everybody else has, has been doing and then look at some of the greats. And um, because I want to just solidify what my thing is first before I, you know, get too influenced by everybody else. So, um, so much for the quick fire response on that one, but <laughs> I saw that and I was like, there's no way I can shortly <laughs> answer this. Yeah, yeah. Like I said to you, I'm pretty sure this might have 12 views. So don't worry too much. Yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't matter. And I'll try to make sure no, no, it's I, a little I, bit I, more I, than 12. I, I completely get what you're saying. It didn't yeah. come across arrogant. You didn't come across as a dick. It makes yeah. perfect sense. It reminds me of um, Josh uh, Astrop, who someone who we interviewed, who uh, is just someone we know who takes photos on his phone, and we wanted to talk to him for this, and he was like, "I don't have a favorite photographer. I'm not. I can't really answer any of those questions because." I don't know anything about photography. I don't own a camera. I don't want to own a camera. <laughs> Everything I've ever done in my life, I have uh, turned into a business. Every yeah. hobby, I've gone, oh, this is great. How can I monetize it? Like, so he, yeah. he 
he's a musician or he's a musician he, he owned he built a, a rehearsal studio and was mm. like basically there 14 hours a day um that was his job and he started hating it and he was like i don't want to hate doing this so i'm never going to own a camera i'm never going to find out anything about photography he doesn't even turn his phone sideways everything is portrait Portrait wow and he put, he wow really beautiful pictures but yeah they look fucking sick yeah awesome. that's so cool and then knowing that he takes them yeah. without following yeah. knowing anything about photography or other photographers yeah oh man they just yeah you just look at me like wild that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah good attitude to have he did message yeah. me today and he was like have you got a drone I need a drone that's a shot I want to get and that is a tree in the way so I need to get over it like, <laughs> no buy a ladder climb a building and he was like yeah, I can only get it on my so you are thinking about it more now oh uh, uh, yeah <laughs> no really kidding nice. It's like a nice way that's of cool. doing that. Wow. Yeah, that's all right. Well, the cool. next question was: Is who do you think is the hardest working photographer today? And I don't know yeah. if that's more easy to answer, or um, maybe harder. It's yeah, probably probably just as hard because I'm not I'm not sure who's. What, what, you about, know, I, what about videographer, editor, you know, director, mm. anything like that? Oh man, there's a. Oh man, I'm gonna forget his name. He's actually in the. He's in the. Uh, he lives in the UK. He's a filmmaker. He I can't remember. I'm gonna forget his name, but he was making these short uh, films every day. They weren't vlogs. They were like it was like a DP reel every day for like a certain experience that he would have, and he did it for so long. And I was just blown away by how how beautiful these daily snippets were it was was literally like a daily snippet but like from someone who obviously has a keen eye from a cinematography standpoint and his his work is just um oh zach zach something yeah he's just he just makes these little beautiful snippets about his life and he 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 does a lot of the similar stuff that that i do too you know a lot of outdoors stuff and um, kind of the bmx scene and whatnot and um, he was just consistently making these amazing little videos. And um, that was really pretty mind blowing to me how on a daily basis, he was able to go out and put together a literally, literally a DP reel, like a day. And I think he did it for like a year and he still does it not every day, but he's still, still doing it. Um, so yeah, Zach, I'll, I'll find his, I'll find his name and I'll let you guys know. So you can put him in the description or something but no we'll keep flashing um, that every time you say you can't remember <laughs> okay perfect <laughs> perfect um so yeah I'd, I'd have to go with with uh with zach and he's not like super well known either so that's kind of cool that's great so, yeah. yeah i mean that like side note that's kind of what we're we're about as well like obviously you've built somewhat of a following way and we're very grateful to have you but that's kind of why we wanted to start front was because yeah we want to build you, you'll admit it yourself there are some fantastic photographers artists whatever it is illustrators filmmakers mm-hmm. that are out there that just don't know yeah you know don't know how to promote themselves so to speak. I know. And yeah. yeah and that's the reason i put that question in originally was because we were interviewing our friend ayush who is a documentary photographer but he's also like um He's just literally out every single day at protests and stuff like that. Yeah. 
amazing. I like he's one of my favorite photographers, and that was kind of I was just thinking about what his work and was like, he's just amazing. And it struck me that there's probably a lot of hardworking unknown photographers out there that need that kind of light shining on them. So that was kind yep. of the reason originally that I put that. That yeah i don't know if it comes across as a slightly odd question oh no no i, I yeah i thought it was cool i was just i was intimidated to answer because my answer to the first question but um no yeah it's that I, I mean that's why i appreciate what you guys are doing so much too is because it's you know it's i've only done it twice but both times i'm just constantly like oh my gosh how are these people out here making this high quality work you know this this work that's so fantastic and and just there isn't a light being shined on it so anytime anybody does anything for the community that can kind of help shed a light on it i think that is a step in the right direction towards a more healthy um, presence on social media in this whole digital age so really awesome to see you guys taking a step that direction too so the next question um about like favorite top three albums and they can be like all time or just stuff that you've been listening to Mm -hmm. recommend man on the moon three by kid cuddy mm. oh do you know what i said to luke i was like i bet he bet he picks kid cuddy because <laughs> you, you you played it and you played yeah. it off cool you're like i'm just gonna put a random album on you picked kid cuddy and um in one yeah. of the community um galleries and i was like yeah. I was dude i have never listened re-listened to an album more than man on the moon three I mean, since it's come out, I've listened to at least four songs in that album every day since it came out. I'm when my Spotify Wrapped happens at the end of this year, it's gonna be disturbing how many hours I listened to that freaking album. But it's I don't know, I don't know. It's amazing. Um, so Man on the Moon three, and then um, Camp uh, C A A M P. Um, they did a self-titled album a while back uh camp is just there it's mountain music it's just whenever i'm up in the mountains i throw on camp is there they're actually into the whole analog thing too so they do a bunch of vinyl releases they're all their uh they do album covers like on on film wow. and stuff um, they're into film photography and hip to the whole scene did you mention them in a video once? yeah mm -hmm. i've used their uh, music too in in a, a video um one of my first videos called the ranch trip i used like eight of their songs <laughs> in that video um that they they are awesome and then um so yeah those two and then third album um probably um probably uh long long live asap asap's uh asap rocky's album that came out what a few years back um i i like that album a lot too um and i wish asap rocky would come out with another album soon i don't know where he's been but yeah um right. so those those are subject to change too but right now probably my favorites well funny you say about asap rocky because he recently brought out a song well i don't know if you've heard of him there's a like a uk rapper called slow time mm -mm. 
So check him out. So he's done. Okay. It. He's done like so. This guy called Slow Tie is from the town that we're from, called Northampton. Uh-huh. Um, and he, so he, he's he's got, he's blown up. He's but he's still very true to Northampton. Cool. Uh, his roots are guide here, which is really cool. That's uh, sweet. I know him, but like he, yeah. Like, our local pub like and he's you know he stayed true to it but yeah. he brought out a song or recently brought out a song called Mazza featuring ASAP Rocky oh sick so, I'll uh, check it out for sure you watch I mean if, uh, yeah go go watch a couple of slow tie videos you'll appreciate the filming behind them because every single video is so unique and like visually to watch yeah I'll yeah. definitely check it out yeah watch out watch the one with ASAP Rocky and yes yeah, it's, it's a trip watching that video for sure they're good, aren't they? Because the first ones, uh, it's just his mates as well, isn't it? Making them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They're yeah. Yeah. His, yeah, ASAP's music style is, or music video style is so sick. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's def- got some of the best music videos. Yeah. Well, you'll definitely like Slow Time. Even if you don't Sweet. like it, you'll appreciate the videos for sure. Okay, cool. Check it out for sure. Um, so then the other question is like basically the same question, but for movies, movies TV shows. Oh, okay. Oh, slash TV shows that changes well, everything. Well, no, you can't. We would rather movies, but okay, okay. Like top, th- okay, yeah, yeah. Top, so top three mo- movies: Interstellar, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, and oh, the third slot's always a tough one. Um, probably oh boy um i knew the first two i saw the question you sent i knew i was like oh first two is easy and then i thought i was hoping that the third would just pop into my head <laughs> but it's not um but um it might be uh the hurt locker that's a really good film and i also love that uh catherine bigelow was the first female to win best director for it awesome. so that was pretty sweet um and a shot on 16 millimeter film um was that i didn't realize it was shot on film yeah yeah it was shot on 16 millimeter which is pretty sweet and they use zooms really well in that film i love like the style so it's so gritty and um the zooms are so prevalent and it plays such a big part in the storytelling yeah. but since since you threw the tv question out i got my top three tv shows ready to go so i'm just gonna say them. um true detective have you guys seen the first season of true detective yeah yeah oh my god that is dude like <laughs> i can't get like that's some of my favorite writing and like oh man um and then the queen's gambit was unbelievable yeah. <laughs> oh my god i couldn't i didn't know it was about chess at first i like oh i yeah, clicked yeah. on this and then it like got sucked into a, a series about chess it's so so I, good I, was by that. I thought it was like i thought she was a wicked actor in it yeah um, and yeah the way it was filmed like you said it's about chess but i was yeah. captivated to watch it yeah oh my gosh it was so so good um yeah, Queen's Gambit and then Breaking Bad, of course. But yeah, yeah, just yeah. finished rewatching that. For yeah, the- I'm I'm about due for a rewatch. So good. I haven't watched the Queen's Gambit. I kind of. Oh, sure. 
Mm, you haven't watched it? Oh, what are you doing? You have to immediately. Um, watch it. Um, but also, I can tell you a really good Anya Taylor-Joy story. Uh, I met her once. Have you seen The Witch? Yeah. Right? So this, that, that helped. Yep. Didn't know what to say and just went... <laughs> <laughs> and she went oh and walked off <laughs> oh my gosh yes a weird thing to do and at the time i was like that's one of the best things i've ever heard <laughs> that's so good holy crap i wish i had a story like that yeah that's all that's reasons i've been put off watching that's understandable. You can still watch it. It's still good. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest, it doesn't look good. But... <laughs> <laughs> These are basically uh, film photography related questions. Three film photography related things. The first one is uh, cine still. Can I do a a middle? I think it's like i think it's yeah i guess i mean i'd say overrated but mm. it's a i don't know it's a cool film i like it and yeah I, like i like higher speed color films so yeah but, um, but yeah. the whole like the whole thing surrounding still, you know is i think it's a bit overrated um yeah i think i think people aren't using it for the actual functionality that it offers rather just trying to you know aid in the in the hype and the the uh clout the sinister clout if you will but yeah yeah i'll go overrated so the next one is um leica but like with the caveat of like if you've ever used one or not well i have never used a leica so grain of salt but i'm gonna i i mean i have to say overrated uh i guess it depends on the like i mean i don't know like my girlfriend's kind of interested in getting an m6 and so i'm like kind of been looking at the prices and stuff and it's like dude after i mean after you invest in a good piece of glass you're gonna spend like six thousand us dollars and it's like here's here's my at my what i'll say about it is like i look at buying a film camera like you know people like people buying a car like at the end of the day you're buying a car to get from point a to point b you're buying a camera to get a picture you know and there's plenty of other 35 millimeter cameras that can deliver a picture that is almost entirely comparable to the to the picture that you can get on an m6 you know just like when you buy a car whether you buy a bmw or a piece of shit toyota they're both pretty much going to get you to where you need to go but for certain people they just like the way that a BMW feels or they like the way that a Mercedes-Benz feels. There's something to be said about, you know, the interior design, the way that it handles, the experience that you have while getting from point A to point B. And the same is true with cameras. If you have a better experience taking the picture and you have an overall aids in the fact that you're having a better time while you're out shooting, then don't second guess that. Don't question it. But 
I think that, you know, if, if you're, if you're getting into film photography and you just want a 35 mil camera, that's going to get you a solid image, man, like don't fall into the like a trap right off the bat. I think they're incredibly overrated right now. Um, but um, analogy, I like the analogy of it because yeah, we can't help what we like, right? So yeah, yeah go with it. Or yeah, you know, like, yeah, and like you might find, yeah, like once you get to a point where you're like, I'm really invested in photography, and this is really important to me, you know, then save up and and get yourself a Leica or a test drive one and see if it, you know, if it does add to that experience for you, then that's awesome. You know, if, if it's a tool that works in your toolkit, then go for it. And the last one is uh, double exposures. I, I, maybe I'm going to say underrated. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I, I mean, sides went through your head and you were like, oh, they're shit. Actually, <laughs> that's what I saw. At, at first, I was like, I overhyped, but then I was like, wait, I don't, I don't know. I don't, personally i don't i haven't seen a ton of double exposure work on film like i've seen a good amount but um i've browsed r slash analog on reddit and every once in a while a mind-boggling double exposure will pop up and it's like oh my gosh especially since it's like film you know and if you know there's no photoshop work done it's like well that has to be appreciated for what it is so i'll probably say uh underrated for double exposures kind of makes me want to experiment with them a little bit more actually i don't know if you wanted to or not but we kind of wanted to speak to you about the community gallery even if it's just a basic rundown of what it is i'll mention it briefly it's it's just a place an online gallery hosted on my website where photographers film photographers from all over the world can share the work that they make with people who are genuinely interested in film photography it's for people that will actually take the time to dissect and appreciate the the hard work that all these photographers are putting into their craft. So last summer, at the end of last summer, I started it, especially with the pandemic going on, we're doing in-person galleries and going to photo exhibitions or whatever, you know, wasn't necessarily possible. I just said, hey, let's do it virtually on my website, put it out to you know, I shot an announcement out on YouTube and Instagram and just said, you know, hit me with your submissions with film images that you've taken. Um, and I'll make a little online hub for where people can find new photographers, collaborate with other people, have a general discussions about film photography, because I didn't feel like there was a place for that on any of the social media platforms. Um, they're obvious like Instagram is a great place to share work, but not really, not really dive deeper into the community and not really establish these deeper relationships or uh, really take the time to appreciate people's work because it's so easy to just swipe, 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 you know, like a picture, look at it for two seconds. The community gallery is meant more for people to spend 30 minutes, an hour looking through these people, um, these photographers images um so that's that was the goal with it and yeah we've done i've done two run-throughs of it so far and now there's 225 total photographers that have been featured over the course of two galleries and it's all permanently up on my website so it's just a hub literally you can just go on my website and look at people from all over the world 
from different backgrounds that are interested in different styles of photography. They have all their information up on their bios, uh, in their bios on the website. So there's Instagram handles. You can reach out to people. It's just a, it's just a hub for film photographers to share work and meet others basically. And it's been definitely the most rewarding experience and project that I've done since I've gotten into film photography. It's incredible. It blows my mind every time I get a submission from people. And it's like, I just can't believe that some of these people, you know, I hop on their Instagram, they have like 200 fall, 200 followers and they're just, their work is mind boggling. And so the goal is to, you know, help shine a light on these people, get some more exposure and hopefully get some other people to come on and uh, appreciate some high quality film photography. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, and you know, when we've tuned in and watched the, uh, you know, the live streams. And yeah. Like, like we said way, way earlier, uh, way, way earlier. Was that in the sentence? Like we said, <laughs> um, there's so many great photographers that you just mm-hmm. do not know about. And like you said about Instagram, you know, you swipe down, you like it, you might leave a comment that says nice photo, but yep. no engagement is there. So, mm-hmm. or there should be more engagement. You have the opportunity to do it, but it doesn't really become that thing. But like you said, if you put time aside to visually go and have a look at something, connect with that person, let them know what your thoughts are, feedback, good or bad. I think that's yeah. always a good thing. 100%. Don't feel like you have to answer this if you don't want, Bray, but is there anything you wanted to anything you wanted to say as a final message before you leave, like a motivational speech, anything you're working on that you want to promote, whatever it is. I'll just leave them with the, uh, my go-to, my go-to piece of advice for anything creative. And that's just to have zero expectations and the right intentions with whatever it is that you're doing. The simple little statement that I try to stick to with my photography and, and videography, right intentions and no expectations. So nice yeah but appreciate you guys having me on and it's been awesome to chat it up so looking forward to seeing everything that unfolds